Fuck Porch Confessional, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 187, and welcome to a porch here in Palm Springs. Uh, yep, my family came here for the weekend. Normally, you, if you go on vacation, you leave the climate that you're currently in to go find a, a cooler climate or a hotter climate. Uh, we just traded climates. So Phoenix and Palm Springs are about the exact same climate. Uh, but it's actually been really, really cool. The The kids, this place that we're, we're at is uh, awesome. And the kids are playing in, in the pool and laughing and having awesome time. It's been an awesome time to just disconnect. I don't know if you're like me, but when I go on vacation, I like a little mix of like adventure and then also rest. But this has just been pure rest, pure disconnect. Um, and if you've been listening uh, over the last few episodes, uh, the Goki family has been through it. We have been, we're exhausted, we're tired. And I just, you know, it's been good just to disconnect. I think for everybody in the family, just to disconnect for a weekend. So we've been doing that with some friends. It's been really, really, really great. Lots of fun, lots of laughter, but most, uh, mostly just uh, sitting around and and hanging out and enjoying um, our time with the family and with friends. It's been really, really good. Um, hope you're doing good wherever you are. Hope you've been able to rest and relax as well. It's so important. So I hope you have some moments where you can just disconnect and laugh and enjoy life. Today is a good day. It's a good day because you're alive. You have meaning. Um, it's so awesome. So I hope you've been able to live into that truth today. Uh, for those of you who continue to listen, I really appreciate it. You know, some of you have been listening for a long time and some of you are brand new today. So I just love that uh, people are tuning in and we're learning uh, scripture together. I love that. And then uh, for those of you who give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. Thanks a ton. I couldn't do it without you. Really, really appreciate the support. And last but not least, we launched the devotional about a month ago, uh, Front Porch Devotional. Uh, And you can go to lulu.com and in the search bar, just type Front Porch Devotional. And you can get your copy of the Front Porch Devotional, which is essentially like the paper version of what we do here. So, okay, let's get dialed in here. Psalms 139, 23 through 24. I love this passage. Search me, God. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In, in the third grade, I, uh, I, I went to a Christian school. I went to a private school my, my whole life except for my sixth grade year, which I think I've told you all about that. My dad was my teacher the sixth, my sixth grade year, and I was not a great student. Um, but, uh, I, uh, but for most of my life, I went to a, a private school. And so in the third grade, um, I, I wasn't the smartest kid. I actually failed kindergarten. That's a real story. You can talk to my mom. Failed kindergarten. And uh, so in the, in the third grade, we were taking some test and uh, I would always situate me situate myself around really smart kids right and so uh, we were taking a test and and I decided I was going to cheat my way through this thing so uh, I get uh, a a week later or whatever the teacher comes to me and she says Jeff did you cheat and I was like what and she was like Jeff I know you cheated well I'm a I'm brilliant and I copied down a sentence 
uh, I didn't just cheat like on a A, B, or C. You know, I cheated. I copied this person's sentence, so she knew I cheated uh, because I copied the exact same sentence. So at this particular school, I uh, they actually spank you. So I remember going in front of the class, and they would do it uh, with people there, and uh, and she spanked me. And I'll never forget that. It, the paddle had holes in it. And she spanked me and she said, Jeff, this is going to hurt you uh, more than it's going to hurt me. And I think she's a liar because it hurt a lot. And uh, she spanked me. And um, I didn't uh, cheat like that anymore. There was something inside of me that said, nah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Um, and this is what I find interesting. Uh, this passage is kind of a dangerous passage. It's a real dangerous passage. And I'm warning you. This is a very dangerous passage. If you work through this passage and you live it out, it will not only change your life, but it will call you into a self-sacrifice like you've never had before. This is a dangerous passage. This is a passage about opening your life to God. Opening, you are saying to God, to the God of the universe, you have an open invitation to clean house you know and that teacher she was disciplining me because there was something inside of me that was off there was something inside of me that thought I had to cheat to get through and there was this reminder to go you don't have to do that and she was really kind about it It wasn't she wasn't mean at all and spanking had become had was a part of my life growing up as a child and I always appreciated the way that my parents approached that they always used it as an opportunity to to teach me it was never never felt abusive uh it was it was a teaching moment and she was trying to go you don't have to live this way you don't have to do this and when we pray these prayers, when we pray this prayer that David is praying, we are opening ourselves up to the reproof of God. And it's a really, really beautiful thing. Not a mean thing, but it's a really beautiful thing, right? I, I, I remember, uh, you know, as I was thinking about this passage, I, I was thinking about the story where Jesus uh, flips over the table in the temple. I love that story. He's flipping over the tables in the temple. You're right. And when I was a kid, and even I would say into adulthood, uh, people would tell me that this passage was uh, about what we shouldn't have in churches. Right? What uh, you can't have a coffee shop, you know, in the church. You can't have a bookstore in a church, especially if it exchanges money. You know, we're turning this place into a den of thieves. You know, this whole way that was pitched to me. And, you know, they'd say, like, if, if Jesus was here today, right, if he saw this, right, he, he'd, be, he'd be flipping tables. He'd be flipping tables, the sacrilegious, the, the acts that are happening in churches, right? I, I, I grew up thinking that way. And maybe he would, but I don't think. Uh, I think there is something so much deeper that's going on here with Jesus. And Jesus had this righteous indignation. Because it was people's hearts and motives that he cared about the most, right? These merchants in the temple had raised the prices on the items meant for sacrifice to the point that people couldn't afford them, right? They were, they were gouging them. They could, people couldn't afford them, and therefore they were not able to be right before God. Now, that is a huge problem, right? And, and God is, Jesus is going, whoa, something's off in your heart, Something's wrong that you'd be gouging people and profiting off of that. 
That's not going to work. And so he flips over these tables as a way of saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this. David is inviting God into the courtyard of his life and saying, check it out. God, check it out. Let me know if there's anything that is preventing me from experience, from experiencing all of you. He's declaring to God, do whatever it takes. If you have to test me, test me, right? Search every part of me. Know my thoughts and my heart and reveal it to me. Show me if there's stuff in there that's getting in the way of this, of relationship with you, right? See if there's anything that needs to be cleaned up and lead me into your way for your glory. You can almost hear a celebration in heaven as God's most precious creation invites its creator to do the work that only he can do. So once again, we can walk and talk with him. This is such a relational passage. And and I hope you don't miss that. It's such a relational passage. This passage, what David is doing is like, all I want is deeper, more intimate relationship with God. And if there's anything that's getting in the way of that, I I want it gone. I need to get rid of it. I need reproof. So I can be convicted and I can repent to be made new before God. You know, and I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm learning to live this way. You know, the spirit of the living God is in me, constantly inviting me into deeper union with him. But I like my vices. Maybe you do too. You know, I'm willing to dedicate my life to him, but there are parts I, I want to keep for myself, right? There are these closets in my life that, that, that no one knows about, and they, are very, and they are the very things that are keeping me at distance from the one who wants to make me whole. David is proclaiming this. Search the closets. Pull out all the junk. Don't let me hide anymore. I want you more than anything else in the world, right? And in, in, in Revelation 3.20, there's this awesome passage, and, and we've done it in a former episode. I'm not, I'm not sure which one, but it says this. I, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. You know, God is knocking at the door of our hearts and desiring the deepest abiding relationship with us. But we are keeping him at an arm's length. So often we're keeping him at an arm's length. Arm's length. And yet, here's the interesting thing. And then we'd still ask him to bless us, right? Bless me, Lord. Bless me. Wait, that's pretty rude. It's pretty rude to kind of keep God at an arm's distance, right? Go, no, 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 I got it. I'll figure it out. I'll ask you for help when I need help. And then when things don't go right, we blame it on him. Like, that's pretty, pretty rude, right? And I say this a lot on this podcast, a whole lot. But I hear people say all the time, I don't feel God, right? I don't feel God. And I get that. And I really, I, I've, I've experienced that myself, right? But that isn't a God problem, right? It's a me problem. It's a you problem. He's there pursuing after me, and I keep exercising my free will to keep him at that arm's length. David is proclaiming, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live that way anymore. Clean 
the closets of my life. Expose me. Expose me so I can experience all of you. When you when you pray this prayer that David prays, that God loves you so much, he'll do it. He'll go after you. Search me. Know me. Right? Reveal to me what's in there. What's in my heart? What's in my thought? What's in my mind? What's affecting my emotions? What's hurting other people? And God's going to bring that to light. David's experienced this. You remember Nathan came to him and after he had had an affair with Bathsheba and exposed this in him. And David says, create in me a clean heart, O God. And what David continues to teach me is it's all about relationship. And he wants a pure and genuine, to the best of his ability, relationship with the God of the universe. And as I was working through this passage, I started thinking that when Jesus died on the cross, right, the veil of the temple ripped. It ripped and it indicated that Jesus, that his sacrifice allowed access to all who believed. What a high cost. I mean, they didn't have to go through the, the temple anymore and make all these sacrifices. Jesus was that perfect sacrifice once and for all. It was a huge cost to make this available to us. So how foolish, right? How foolish it is to not run to him and allow him to cleanse our hearts, to expose our sins so we can repent and experience the union that he has been inviting us into. David, David realizes this connection with God. And he doesn't want anything to get in the way of it. And I wonder, I wonder, do you feel that? Do you feel what David feels right now? That you are, you, you so are in love with God that you don't want anything to get in the way of that. And that's why reproof is really, really important because when our hearts are exposed to the love of Christ, our lives will experience life everlasting. So the question is this, what is preventing you from experiencing the whole love of Jesus? What is preventing you from experiencing the whole love of Jesus? Father God, we thank you for today, a brand new day. Pull everything out of the closets so we, I know it's a dangerous prayer, so that, so that we can truly see and experience all of you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your heart.